Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. And uh, if there was a title on my my thoughts and my words tonight, it would be uh, choose life. Choose life. And uh, we're going we're gonna to look a little bit in the Old Testament, look a little bit in the New Testament, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of learning, uh, and uh, the, the learning, that's what uh, the thing about Bible study is, uh, part of it is to learn some stuff, and uh, so we're going we're gonna to learn a few things, I'm just going to check and see if this will actually play, oh yes, lovely, perfect, perfect, all right, so there we go, set the timer, I got a timer on here, it's starting and everything, this is wonderful. So how many of you know what the word algorithm means? In this day and age, uh, we've probably heard it a little bit. Um, you know, some of you may know what an algorithm is. Uh, but essentially, an algorithm is just a generalized formula uh, or structure of, of a particular thing. It's not really anything fancy. There's not really too much to it. And uh, along with that, there are, there are things that uh, you do use in algorithms, and uh, there are different sort of uh, logical commands in algorithms, and uh, one of them is the AND statement, and uh, we, uh, we look at AND a lot, and in English, it's this and that, right? It's, you know, he's bald and doesn't have hair, right? That's, I wasn't talking about you, Justin. No, 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 I wasn't talking about you. Uh, in, in logic, it doesn't just have to be two things. It's, it could be more than two. But the thing about it is all of the conditions have to be met. So you have to have all the conditions met in order for the logic to be true. Yep. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, how many of you have heard the word or? Or, right? You know, it's either... Too cold or too warm, but it's never just right, right? It's or. That's how we think of or, like this one or that one. Uh, in logic, it's, it's sort of like that, except that it could be that any condition of those things could be met, and then the, the statement is true, okay? And I, there's a reason why I'm going through this computer algorithm stuff here at the beginning of this Bible study. You're thinking, like, Really? Computers in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another very common logical expression, logical operator, I guess is the correct term. Did I get that one right? Logical operator, if you're using Boolean algebra? Logical operators, yeah. Should I do any axioms of Boolean algebra, Rachel? No, we'll just cut that one right out. Truth tables? Yeah, truth tables? Yeah, no, okay. We won't go there either. Binary? We know binary, so that we, you know, anybody know what binary is? Count, counting to, to one? Yeah, you count to one and then you start all over again? To a zero, one, and then it's like, oh, I ran out of numbers. Yeah. All right, so I was on not. I was on not. So not is really easy. It's just the opposite of whatever the, the, the original was. So you have this, you know, if this was the input, the output would be the opposite of it. So that's the not. Okay, so it makes the opposite true. So that's, that's, the, that's that part. 
there's another, another one uh, that's where you get a little bit more sophisticated, uh, and, and that one is the if-then or if-then-else, okay? And uh, what it says is, if the, the conditions are met, then this is going to happen, okay? That's, if the conditions are met, then this is going to happen. And, uh, or if the conditions aren't met, then the other thing happens. That's the else part, right? So you have the if, then, else. And the conditions could be a combination of ands and ors and nots and, and, and get that all together. And you can get and nots and a few other things like that. But it's, it's you know, you get sort of get the idea that there's if, then, else. If you meet certain conditions, then this happens. Okay, this is a Bible study, not computer science. Uh, and if you don't meet the conditions, then this is the result, right? So there's, a, there's usually a consequence uh, as opposed to a prosequence, right? You know what a prosequence is? That's the good thing that happens or the consequence is the bad thing that happens? Some of you are looking at me like I made up a word. <laughs> You're right, I did. I, th I think it's a valid word though, right? Prosequence, yeah, the good thing that happens as a result of what you do. Genesis chapter 2. And uh, so remember we were talking about if, then, and, else. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. So they had, he had a job, dress and keep. It was both, right? It wasn't just dress or just keep. It was both, dress and keep. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eat of it thereof you will surely die. Hmm. So this is sort of the if-then-else. See that structure there? If-then-else. So dress and keep. So there's the conditions. So you've got to do both. If you do that, you can eat of any tree of the garden. Any tree of the garden, except, we'll just make an exception there, except the cherries. Can't have any cherries. Some of you are looking at me kind of funny. Most of you have heard that it was an apple, right? I, I, apples are not tempting. I, like you could not tempt me with an apple, right? Like it's not, not at all tempting. And, and it doesn't say that it was an apple or, or they said it was a fruit, right? Eve saw that it was good to eat, right? So it couldn't have been an apple. It must have been a cherry. That's my personal opinion, right? <coughs> Adam's cherry. Yeah, Adam's apple. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the, the logo on the front of this, this laptop, you know. So I don't know if you've, ever, if you've ever figured that out, right? This is the original Sin logo on the front of this, right? Because there's an apple there and it's got a bite out of it, right? Yeah, I, I've, I've often thought that I need to put a, a cross of redemption over top of it because that covers the sin. Yeah. Anyways, that's an aside. So they could eat of any tree except the cherry tree. Because if they ate the cherry tree, there was, a, there was a, a then, you died. If you eat, you die. Okay? 
we as a, as a, as a people, mankind, we lasted, I'm going to guess, like no more than 115 years before that happened. It might have been just days. I don't know that for sure. I don't know how long. But it was less than 115 years. And the reason I know that is because there had to have been enough time for, for uh, Cain and Abel to get old enough to, to, to move out of their parents' you know, care and start on their own. And for you know, Cain to kill his brother... And then it says in, in Genesis chapter 5 in the, in the genealogy, right at the very beginning, it says, and in, in, uh, actually in, in chapter uh, yeah, 4, it talks about uh, Seth being born. And uh, chapter 5 says Seth was born when Adam was 130. So it was less than 130, and then you got to figure back a little bit, you know, give you know, some time in there for the boys to get older, right? So th- that, was, that was that. So less than 115 years. And then they had the cherries. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And then you fast forward and uh, you realize that God has conditions in a lot of scriptures, in a lot of places. He says, if you do this, then I'll do that. If you do this, then I'll do this. If you don't do this, then this is going to happen, right? And, and you, you see those conditional statements throughout Scripture. Uh, and so I'm going I'm to spend a little bit of time in, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30 and 31, um, if you want to turn your phones there. Um, and I'm not going to say, and, and while you're turning there, you know, go to a different Scripture, because that just is really annoying, right? So we're going to Deuteronomy chapter 30. And this is Moses talking, and this is sort of, uh, you know, Moses' last speech to the, to the children of Israel. It's the last sort of things that he says, and it, sa- and it says, And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you, and you shall call them to mind amongst all the nation where the, God, the, the Lord your God has driven you. So in other words, he's saying, look, at some point in time, you're going to be scattered all over the place. Okay? But there, there's going to be a time where you're going to come to, to mind and you'll return to the Lord your God and will obey his voice according to all that I command you this day, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul. So, there's that conditional thing. Um, actually, verse 3, I've got to go to verse 3. So first you have to you meet the, the heart and soul. Uh, obey God with your heart and soul. And then the Lord will return your captivity and have compassion upon you and will return and gather you from all the nations whither the Lord your God has scattered you. That's, that happened. That just, just happened. The, the, the children of Israel were scattered. They've just been gathered together in the last, I don't know, 75 years or so, right? 1948, they, they, they gathered in Israel, scattered from all over the world. This, this prophecy is been fulfilled. The Lord God has drawn them back from where they were scattered. Let me... Uh I'm missing something here. 
I'm missing something. Is that 31? Ah, that's the reason why. Because I'm in 30. That would explain why I'm, I'm not finding the scripture that I'm... There, there it goes. Some days, some days just is not good. This is one of them. Try that one again, 31. Yep, lost it. Lost it. Must have been 29. Hate when the when the Bible program uh, goes backwards on you and you don't see that it's the wrong chapter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 29. Hmm. Nope. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy. All right. Blessing and curse. Oh, that's that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Isn't it awkward when the guy doesn't at the front doesn't have the uh, the right words? Okay, there you go. There it is. Oh, there it is. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and I shall call them out, shall call them to mind among all the nations whither the Lord thy God has driven you, and shall return. So when you, when you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that is commanded this day, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul. So you notice there's a bunch of conditions there. You got to recall. You got to return. You got to obey with your heart and soul. Verse three to seven then says that then the Lord your God will will turn your captivity and will have compassion on you and will return and gather you from all the nations whither the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of your of yours be driven out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, from there will the Lord your God gather thee, and from there will he fetch thee. And the Lord your God will bring thee into the land which your fathers possessed. And thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your seed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that thou mayest live. You notice they had two conditions or three things that they had to do. Recall, return, obey with heart and soul. And then the Lord just dumps a whole bunch of things on them. He says, then I will do this, and I will do this, and I will do this and I will do this, and I will do this, and I will do this, and I will do this. There, there's a much heavier hand on the outpouring of blessing from the Lord when we meet the conditions than the conditions we have to meet. Verse 8. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I commanded you this day. 
And the Lord your God will make thee plenteous in every work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, and in the fruit of your cattle, and the fruit of your land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over your fathers. If, if, you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if you will turn unto the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So this one is the reverse structure. But there's still an if-then. If you do this, then I will do this. Okay? And again, it mentions that with your heart and soul. So there's, there's something a little bit more about, um, about this in that it's not just, yeah, if I feel like it. Right? It's not, it's not like a, eh, I don't feel like it today. Eh, it's too hot. It's too cold. It rained. My hair's going to go all fr- frizzy. How many of your hairs go frizzy when, when it's damp outside like mine do? Okay. Me and Aaron, we're, we're all over this one. Verse 11, for this commandment which I command you this day is not hidden from thee, Neither is far off, it is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to us? Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you would say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But, but, the word is very nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. So, there's a number of knots there. It's not hidden. It's not far off, it's not in heaven, not beyond the sea. It is near, it's in your heart, in your mouth. Why? So that you can do it. So you can do it. Now, a little bit later on, I'm going to talk about uh, a different do. Um, The the Hebrew here is talking about... um, to make, to finish, to observe. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very general word, but basically it's, it's to produce, to work, to deal with, um, to act on, to affect, to make, to prepare, to make an offering. So this is all about action, okay? So the purpose of the word of the Lord is that we would know it, and once we know it, we can then do it guess it would be our passion project. I guess that's the new term for it. Be something that we do passionately. Deuteronomy 30 verse 15. Uh, this is the executive summary for those of you that are wondering what this is all about. Executive summary. See, I have set before you this day life and good and death and evil. Okay, so that's the, that's the overview, that's the executive summary. This is what I've, I've done. Then the next verses go on. Uh, it's sort of like the uh, end uh, user license agreement, the EULA, right, for those of you computer people, right, the end user. So you have the little thing on top. You, do you agree to do this, right? You know, check the terms and condition below, right? And you get to the very bottom and you say yes or no, right, or cancel. If you go cancel, it kicks you out of the, the I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Is it just me that's, that's, that does, okay, all right, I just, Wanted to make it relatable, right? Make it a little bit, you know, the King James into computer age. 
So we're at the end user license agreement. Uh, verse 16 to 18 are the details of, the, of, the, of this thing. In that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless thee in the land where you go to possess it. But if your heart turn away so that you will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce you unto you this day that you will surely perish and that you will sh- not prolong your days in the land uh, when you pass over the Jordan to possess it. Okay, so you had a choice. You, 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 you want the, the long life and the good or you want to die. <laughs> That's pretty much it, right? Like, and again, when you, when you start to look at the word of God and you look at it that way, it's like, man, this is, like, why would anybody choose death? Like, why, why, why choose death? Verse 19, you know, there's the witnesses. You know, you've got to sign the document. You've got to witness it. He says, I call on heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Like, don't be stupid. Choose life that both you and your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice, that you may cleave to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swear to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give to them. Right? Verse 19. To check yes, to continue. No to cancel. And then you got the bonus in verse 20. You know, here's the extra stuff. You know, if you, if you, if you act now, you'll get with it a free set of Ginsu knives. Right? I'm, I'm, Rachel, you know what Ginsu knives are? No? How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say you get the free Ginsu knives? Okay, so that's the, us older folks. <laughs> Yeah. What's, what's that? You hear us? Okay. So that was that was um, that was Moses talking, and he was saying that to the children of Israel, and it was sort of like the last thing. If you read the, on in, in Deuteronomy, you find out the Lord says to him, "Hey, write this down in a song, tell everybody about it, and then go and die." Right? You, you're you're at the end. You've you've lived 120 years. And it, and it says that he lived 120 years and he wasn't diminished in strength and his eyesight wasn't dim and then he was gathered to the fathers, right? And then Jude tells us, in, in uh, Jude it talks about the, the angel was contending with, the sa- with Satan for, for Moses' body. Interesting little tidbit there. Uh, Joshua chapter 1. Uh, this is uh, one of those if-then statements. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which, is my, which my servant uh, Moses commanded you. Turn not from it from the right hand or the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Okay, so there's conditions. Be strong, courageous, observe to do the law, do the law. Don't turn to the left or to the right. And if you do that, you're going to prosper in everything that you do. Verse 8. Verse 8. You want good success? It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night, that you, may obs- that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You want to be successful? 
do the book of the law. Verse 9, the bonus. Have I not commanded you? Be as strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be your dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't have to worry. God's got this. In Joshua chapter uh, 24, verse 15, and this is, this is at the end of, end of Joshua's life, getting towards the end. Now, I'll start at verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Again, he gave them an oar. Pick a God, serve him. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Remember, I, I mentioned the, uh, the doing, right? In the Old Testament, they're always talking about do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. New Testament, New Testament says, well, you know, that was Old Testament. There's a bunch of laws there, a bunch of things that you couldn't do. Uh, for example, just for the record, cheeseburgers were not kosher for Jews to eat. Che a, a Jew could not eat a cheeseburger. It's not, not, not acceptable um, because it, it, it has the, the dairy together with the hamburger, right? So you can't have a cheeseburger. Uh, you could eat locusts, though. Locusts are okay. Uh, shrimp, lobster, you can't have shrimp or lobster. Um, what's that? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. There, there you go, see? Right? Lots, lots of things. Uh, catfish, right? That would be also not there. Ever, just to the side, ever see them fishing for catfish with their fingers? And that... Aaron, you know what I'm talking about? They're, they're, they're in the water with their finger like this, and then this big catfish will come and, and latch onto their arm, and they pull the whole fish out with, with their arm. I notice that a lot of those guys are missing fingers, though. Yeah, anyways. Yes? Right? There you go. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. I'm going to take a look at the New Testament. For brethren, you have been called to liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all of the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But... If you bite and devour one another, take heed that you not be consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill 
the lust of the flesh. So the law is, is wrapped up in, in verse 14. Uh, Jesus gave a, a, a little addendum or a, an additional piece to it. He said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then your neighbor like yourself. So, if you take a look at uh, from verse 15 to verse 18, you're going to see there's sort of a contrast. So they're going to compare and contrast. So you're going to see two sides. So 15, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you do not be consumed one of another. This I say, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Okay. So. I've been talking about fruit. How many of you have ever bitten into a rotten fruit before? Anybody bitten to an apple and found half, an a, half a worm? I just, just asking. Right? After you do that once, you kind of inspect the fruit. You say, is, is this good to eat or not? Right? You may cut the fruit in half and say, oh, you know, I'm going to cut this part off because there, there's probably something in there. Right? Especially when there's a hole and there's something hanging out of it. So, Paul writes, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I want to focus in on the word do. That Greek word, and I'm just pulling a Joel right now. That Greek word is a verb called praso. Praso. And that's where we get the word practice from. So this do is not a, you know, you, you, you murdered somebody once. This is, you know, a serial killer. Sorry, I'm just kind of going a little bit extreme there. This is somebody who practices these things, okay? Practice these things. And, and I, th I think we, we need to be careful with this. And, and you can do inspection on yourself. You can say, okay, you know, what, what's manifesting in my life? Is this the list? I remember um, a while back, when I, back in the day when I was a high school teacher, I remember I had a student um, in my in my. Well, I actually wasn't in my class, but I knew who he was. Had his, and uh, there was a teacher that, was, uh, that wasn't comfortable with this particular student, and, and he was acting out. And so the teacher said, hey, can you, can you watch the student on your prep? He's just being a real doofus in my class. And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. So I said, here, you know, do this assignment that I'm going to give you. He says, I'm, I'm not doing that. I said, okay, that's fine. You don't have to do that. But, you know, until you get the assignment done, you're, you're not finished. So what if I don't, uh, so he challenged me. So what if I don't, uh, don't finish it uh, when the bell goes at the end of the day? I said, well, I guess we're staying after school. So what, what if I don't do it till, you know, 
7 o'clock tonight. I said, I guess we're staying till 7 o'clock tonight, aren't we? And then he said, but it's a Friday. I said, yeah, I guess so. And he said, what if, what if I don't do it at all? I said, well, I know the code for the alarm. We'll shut it down when, when you're done. And so for 40 minutes or so, he was, uh, he was just being belligerent. And uh, I thought, you know, I've, I've tried all of these different things. I'm just going to kind of try something else. And so I just started reading from the book of John out loud to this only student that was in my class. And uh, the student said to me, he said, that's from the Bible, isn't it? And I said, yes. He said, I'm a Christian. He said, oh. I said, it's interesting. And he looked at me and says, well, why do you say that? He said, well, I said, because um, you're not acting very Christ-like. And in fact, if you call yourself a Christian, I don't want to call myself a Christian because we're two acting two to totally different things. And I said, he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I said, I'm, and, and then I proceeded to read to him this scripture in Galatians. And I said, tell me which one you relate to more. And so I read, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And I said to him, I said, which list looks like you? And he said, definitely the first one. I said, yeah, I would agree with that. I said, you, you, need, to, you need to work on the, the second list. If you're going to call yourself a follower of Christ, this fruit of the Spirit should be manifesting in your life. I said, and, and part of that manifestation shows up in your classes. And because you call yourself a, a Christian, then I can talk to you as a Christian and say, listen, man, like you're, you're making me look bad because I call myself a Christian. I said, you need, to, you need to smarten up. You need to act Christ-like. And... Uh, it was about, I don't know, 10 minutes before the end of the class, end of the school day. And he, uh, he said, you know, I'm going to do that assignment now. And so he started to, to do this assignment that I had given him. And uh, part of the assignment was, you know, a recognition of, of you know, what he had been doing in the class, and uh, it, it would take him some time. It would take him about an hour to do the assignment. And uh, so he was working on it, and he's doing the assignment, and I said to him, I said, you know, so I'm, I'm going to show you something else. I said, you know, the law says that you deserve this assignment to continue on. I said, but Jesus offered us grace, and even though we deserved it, 
he took the punishment for us and covered it. I said, you don't have to do that assignment anymore. I said, you're under grace now. I said, now I need you to, to not do that again. And so we had a good rapport. Now, it was interesting. I, I, I thought it was interesting. The Lord was talking to him, and I, he made a decision. And I, I think, I want to say that he didn't choose wisely. And the reason I say that about about three weeks later, maybe four, I saw him walk into the hall and he had a, a toque on his head. And I said, well, why do you have this toque on your head? He said, well, I need to. He said, I was riding my bike and my hoodie got caught in the front wheel of the bike. And I went end over end and my ear got caught in the chain and the sprocket and nearly ripped my ear off my head. And I thought to myself, you know, I think the Lord was trying to get your attention and you weren't listening and he was kind of grabbing you by the ear and, and saying, hey, you need to listen up and do. I don't know. That's, that was the thought that came to me when, when that happened. I don't know where he is today. I don't know whether he chose life. But we need to look at these things. When we're looking at our lives, we need to look and say, are we going to choose the spirit or are we going to choose the flesh? What are we going to practice? Are we going to practice the good things or are we going to practice the not good things? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and Hebrews chapter 11 is, is uh, a whole chapter that talks about, you know, by faith, you know, this one did this, and by faith, this one did that, and by faith, this one did this, and by faith, this one did that. Verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we are also encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so evil, easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So while we're living, realize that there's a great cloud of witnesses that's cheering us on. Keep your eyes on Jesus, because that's where it needs to be. That's what is going to, to get us through the days. That's going to get us through the practice. That's going to get us through the life, and that's going to give us the strength to choose well. What are we going to choose? Are we going to choose blessing or cursing? Are we going to choose life or death? And this is set before us in everything that we do. Every day, we have a new, new opportunity to do life or death. We have a new opportunity to choose, do we serve God or not? Right, just like those algorithms, there's an if and then. If you do this, then this happens. And the Bible is very clear about, you know, if you do this, then this is going to, going to happen. And if you want to know more, if you want to know more about what, is going on or or what are what will be good for you it's not hidden the words here it's not in heaven it's not across the sea it's not buried in a in a in a place uh, we are so blessed um, you know you, you think about it for you know the first or you know of the, of the last 2,000 years of the church for 1500 years for three quarters of that time the average person did not have access to the Word of God. 
they went to church and the 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 priest preached in a different language that the average person couldn't actually understand. Can you imagine that? You know, you come to church and, and the guy's reading in Latin and speaking in Latin and everybody else is is like looking around and thinking, like, what what is this? Got no idea. Right? We've got the word of God that's available to us at our fingertips. What do we do? Do we do we know it? Right? Do we practice it? Do we put it into into effect? Right? That's what Joshua, or the Lord said to Joshua in chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night. Why? Because if you do it, then you will have, your way will be prosperous and you will have good success. But you need to be strong, you need to be courageous, right? It's not, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for the, yeah, uh, maybe... This is, this is for the strong, the courageous, the ones who are willing to, to stand against the tide because it's really easy to just to go along and, you know, float down the river. This is about people that are willing to, to take a stand and say, okay, I will do this with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you that, that you are so good to us. Lord, I thank you that you have given us words that we can live by. Lord, that you have given us understanding. Lord, that you have given us wisdom. And Lord, we thank you that, that you can um, work in our hearts. And Lord, we thank you that your word does not return void. And so Lord, I pray that we would know your word, Lord. Lord, that we would meditate in the book of the law. Lord, that... Uh, we would choose life and not death because it's set before us. And Lord, that, uh, that each day that we would choose life, Lord, that we would practice walking in the Spirit. Lord, that the, the fruit of the Spirit would grow in our lives. Lord, that there'd be more love, there'd be more joy, there'd be more peace, there'd be more patience, long-suffering, gentleness, Lord, I pray that we would not practice the works of the flesh. Lord, that we would practice what is right. Lord, I pray as we go into the week, Lord, I pray that you would be with uh, with uh, Joyce Goldfinch, Lord, her, her grandson has passed suddenly. Lord, I pray that you would be with her and comfort the family. Lord, that you would uh, watch over her, protect her, And Lord, uh, we, we thank you that we can gather as a fellowship, Lord, that we can strengthen one another, that we can hold each other up. Lord, I pray that you would uh, bind us together, Lord, that you would uh, strengthen the cords between us, Lord, that the fellowship, that the, the strands of the body would work together, Lord, that each part of the body would do its function uh, where it's been placed. Lord, that the body would function well. Lord, as we go into this week, I pray that you would watch over and protect, keep our hearts and mind in tune with yours.
Yes, in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.